0: Good morning. My name is Frank Bennett, lead pastor here at Lake Point Church. I'm so glad you're able to join us as we begin this new series. And as I have prepared for the series, mostly through prayer, trying to seek the Lord, uh, what what do you want to say to us, Father? What what do you want to say to us during this crazy season, during this season of uncertainty? And as we were gearing up towards Easter, as I was spending some time in prayer, I was reminded of a, of a passage of scripture that I believe is gonna to speak to all of us as it has spoken to me as I've been able to prepare for this series. You know, during this crazy time, there's a lot of fear, a- anxiety. Uh, there's, there's even some some pain involved in what's going on. And I'm reminded of a passage of scripture that uh, kind of describes that. We see this in in Psalm chapter 22. You know, the whole Psalm, that whole chapter, has a lot of fear and anxiety and, and heartache, similar to what we're going through. But I just want to start with the first couple of verses of Psalm 22. And it goes like this, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season and am not silent. You know, have you questioned God during this time? Have you asked God, God, why why do you feel so far away from me? You know, those are the exact words In verse 1 that that Jesus used on the cross, we talked about that last week. And as he's on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, Jesus had a Psalm 22 moment there on the cross. But it's interesting that after Psalm 22 comes, comes an amazing psalm that we're all familiar with. Psalm 23. You know, even... With, during this time, we're faced with a Psalm 22 moment. We're faced with a Psalm 22 moment that could look something like, uh, like what you're facing. Maybe your Psalm 22 moment is you've lost a job, and you, uh, or maybe you've had to cut back on some hours, and, and you're not going to uh, be able to pay your bills, and there's a lot of fear and anxiety in that. Maybe your Psalm 22 moment is, is the fact that you were supposed to graduate from high school or college. Yeah, you may graduate, but there's not going to be in a, a whole lot of celebration going on like there normally is. Maybe your Psalm 22 moment is the fact that you're on the front lines in the medical field, and you're just tired, and, and, you're, and you're afraid of, of maybe bringing some virus back to your family. Or maybe your Psalm 22 moment is deeper than that. And you maybe have lost a family member or a loved one. You know, we all experience Psalm 22 moments. And, and I know the, right now this Psalm 22 moment, it, it looks different for, for everyone. But I, I feel like God has a message for you today. And that message is this hold on for your Psalm 23 moment. Get ready for your Psalm 23 moment. You know, there's no coincidence that Psalm 23, the message of Psalm 23 comes after the fear, the anxiety, the hurt of of Psalm 22. And so I believe that God wants us to get ready For what is in Psalm 23? Well, what is in Psalm 23? Well, as we turn to that passage, we're going to spend the next few weeks on Psalm 23. And we're going to walk through it slowly. We're going to to journey through this to see what the Lord has for us. And so as I read this, Psalm 23, I would love for you to follow along. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, they all walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me and the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, this, this particular psalm is, is all about trusting the shepherd. And during this season, in order for us to have this Psalm 23 moment, We need to be able to trust in the shepherd. And this particular Psalm, just like Psalm 22, this Psalm 23 was written by King David. Uh, A lot of biblical scholars believe that David even wrote this in the latter part of his life. But why did David choose to picture God as as a shepherd? You know, David was also a warrior. David fought lots of battles. He was very successful. I mean, it's easy for David to be able to describe God as a warrior. And also, David was a king. As a king, David, with the experience that he had, David could have used this analogy to describe God as king. But David chose a shepherd. And as he's choosing a shepherd, and as he's coming out of Psalm 22, David doesn't need a king to bring him out of Psalm 22. David doesn't need a warrior. In fact, Psalm 22 is all about war, he doesn't need more wars. What he needs to pull him out of Psalm 22 is a shepherd. And what you and I need to pull us from our Psalm 22 into our Psalm 23 is a shepherd. You know, Jesus described himself as the good shepherd. We see this in, in John chapter 10, verse 4 through 5. He says this, And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. And he goes on to say in the same chapter in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling... He who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters him. The hireling, or the the extra worker, flees because he is a hireling. And he does not care about the sheep. He doesn't own the sheep. For you and us, for you and I, to go through Psalm twenty-two moment to Psalm twenty-three moment, we need a shepherd, and we need to be able to follow a shepherd. So, how do we know that we have a shepherd? As we see in this in this first verse of Psalm twenty-three, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Well, if the Lord is our shepherd, us just saying it and actually having a shepherd are two totally different things. You can say the Lord is my shepherd all you want, but unless you actually have a shepherd and unless you're actually following a shepherd, then you don't really have a shepherd. Having a shepherd is following a shepherd. Well, how do we know that we are following a shepherd? Well, we know we're following a shepherd because we hear his voice. Jesus shares that in the passage we just read in John chapter 10. And in that passage, he says, they will hear my voice. Well, how do we, how do we hear the voice of God? Is it an audible voice? Or, I, I mean, I've never heard the actual voice of God. Sure, there are people in, in passage of scripture who've, who've heard the voice of God surely even adam and eve have definitely heard the voice of god but how do we know what is the voice of god what does the voice of god even look like or sound like you know to best illustrate this i've i've got several letters here that are uh, made out made out to me and and they're from they're from my wife my wife suzanne and I, we dated back in college, but there was one summer in particular that we were separated the whole summer, and I, I was working at this, this camp, this Christian camp, and, and none of us had cell phones at the time. And this particular camp, I was not really around a phone, that didn't have a lot of access to a phone, and so we wrote letters, we wrote letters. If I didn't see who this letter was from, or if I didn't see who this letter was written to, if you just show me the letter kind of in the middle and show me the handwriting, I could tell you it was, it was my wife. Or the words that she would use, I could tell you it belonged to my wife. You know, even nowadays, text messages, I get text messages on my phone from my wife, even without knowing that is from her just the w- the way she says things i can tell that it's her and not even just written things things that she does even things such as making my plate for dinner no one can make my dinner plate better than my wife she's a great cook she loves to cook we value that time together as a family at the dinner table and I don't always expect her to make my plate. There are several times that I make my plate, but I think she makes my plate better than I make my own because she knows me. And when she makes my plate, she gives me some things on the plate that I enjoy. She really cooks for me, but also she gives me some things on on my plate that I really need. And uh, I may not enjoy too much, but it's things that I need. You know, God, is, God speaks in very similar ways. You know, like, like these love letters, he's given us a love letter in, in God's word. And so I know the voice of God because as I read his word, it matches other things that he's doing in my life. He'll put things literally on the plate of my life, things that I enjoy about this life as he's given life to the fullest. And he's given me abundant life. But he also puts things on my plate that I kind of need. But I I know this. Never have the words of God and the things he's put on my plate and the still small voice in my spirit, never have those contradicted one another they've always been unified and i've come to know when god is speaking through his word and through times of prayer and through circumstances in His life and so you can't follow the shepherd if you don't know his voice and put yourself in a position to hear his voice. If you want to follow the shepherd, if you want to go from your Psalm 22 to your Psalm 23, you need to follow a shepherd and you need to hear his voice. Another thing we we find in that passage in John chapter 10 is you know that you have a shepherd is when you're owned by the shepherd. When the shepherd owns you, you know a a shepherd buys a sheep. You know he 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 buys a sheep, and then the next thing he does, he, he takes a knife and he actually cuts a particular mark in the in the earlobe of each sheep, and he brands that sheep, and he marks it as his own. And and he does it because, hey. I own this sheep. You know, you and I, much like sheep, we were bought with a price. We were bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. And then we were marked by the Holy Spirit. If we have chosen Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and invite him to be Lord of our life, and if we follow the good shepherd, then we're marked with the Holy Spirit we're marked by the Holy Spirit and we want to live according to the Holy Spirit and not by the flesh we see this as the Apostle Paul shares this in Romans chapter 8 verses 9 through 11 listen to these words he says this but you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. If we have accepted Christ as Savior, and if we follow the good shepherd, the good shepherd has bought us with his blood and has marked us with his Holy Spirit. And we know that we are his. His. And so what that really means is that we're not the ones in control. We're not the ones in control. Oh, we like to be in control. Trust me, those who who know me know that Frank Bennett likes to be in control. But it doesn't always work out that well. But you know, when you think about it, most of us like to be in control. In fact, this whole virus thing has probably got uh, several of y'all just freaked out because you've kind of lost control. And because we like to do things our way, we think, we think we can take care of ourselves. We think we can do things ourselves and do things on our own. But can I tell you something? If, if Jesus is a shepherd and we're to follow him, that makes us sheep. And just like sheep... We don't do a good job of taking care of ourselves. In fact, sheep are awful at taking care of themselves. I mean, sheep are known to, for being very dumb. I'm sorry if you, if you have a, a pet lamb, you know, um, but sheep are just dumb. I mean, when is the last time you, you saw a circus where in the center ring there were sheep doing tricks? When have you seen a, 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 a someone who are actually training sheep to do all kinds of tricks they can't they're dumb Another thing about sheep is they're they're defenseless you know, they don't have fangs they don't have claws they can't they can't defend themselves from from outside things and because of that you don't really have sheep as um, as like mascots of sports teams. Imagine if the Chicago Bulls switched their mascot to the Chicago Lambs. You know, it just doesn't really have the same effect. So not only are, are sheep dumb and defenseless, they're also really, really dirty. You know, cats and dogs can clean themselves. You see birds in a, in a bird bath. And you may see a bear in, in a creek or a river. When a sheep, when sheep get dirty, they stay dirty. They stay dirty. Doesn't that describe us pretty well? <laughs> Doesn't that describe us as sometimes we do dumb things? We're, we're defenseless, and we're definitely dirty in our sin. You know, we like to be in control but we're not made to be in control. God did not make us to be in control. He made us to follow. And we are to follow a shepherd. We are to follow the good shepherd. But since there's a good shepherd, there's also other shepherds you Could be following. You and I could be following shepherds in various other forms. For example, if you're following the status shepherd, this status shepherd may lead you down pretentious paths of pleasing others in order to fit in with a group. Or maybe you have a a greedy shepherd who leads you in the fields of discontent of your job, your house, your wife, and even your life. Or you might be following the image shepherd who leads you to murky waters where lies distort the truth about how beautiful God created you. You know, the main job of these other shepherds, these bad shepherds, the main job for them is to keep you from looking at the good shepherd. Their job is to keep you from looking at the good shepherd. But you know what? You and I can only follow One shepherd. Sure, we may we may see the other shepherd from over the fence, maybe out in the pasture of life, but we can only follow one shepherd. In fact, Jesus shares it. You you can only have one master. You, You can't have two masters. It's impossible. And you can't follow two shepherds. So let me ask you a question. Which Shepherd, are you following? How do you know when you're following the wrong shepherd? That is a really important question. How do you know when you're following the wrong shepherd? I'm going to tell you, here's the answer. You ready? You know you're following the wrong shepherd when you're always wanting something you don't have. When you're always wanting something you don't have. Because you see, it goes, it's the opposite of what Psalm 23 1 says. Because when the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But when you're following the wrong shepherd, you're always wanting something. You don't have. If the Lord Jesus is your shepherd, then you will not be in want. No. If your happiness in life comes from the things you deposit, drive, drink, or digest, then you're always living in want. Contentment is the hallmark of the man or woman who have placed his or her life in the hands of the Good Shepherd. People who follow the Good Shepherd live a life of contentment. It doesn't matter what they have, what they have not, because they have what, all they ever need, and that is the Good Shepherd. So as we close this first message of this Psalm 23 series all about trusting the shepherd, I want want you to ask yourself that question. Ask yourself. Put your name there and say, are you you following the right shepherd? Are you following the good shepherd? Because if not, then you're going down the wrong path. And the way you can tell you're following the good shepherd is that you know the shepherd's voice. You know when God's speaking to you. And you're aware when God's speaking to you. Because if God isn't speaking to you, by the way, God is always speaking, but if you're not listening, if you're not listening for the voice of God, then you're not following the shepherd. And if you are trying to be in control of everything and if you haven't surrendered that control to the Good Shepherd, then you're not following the Good Shepherd. You know, in Isaiah chapter 53 verses 5 through 6, we, we talked a little bit about this passage. And I love how it... It connects last week to this week. And it says this. But he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. That that describes the punishment that Jesus took. But look what the next verse says. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, God has laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity, the sin of us all. You know, in the middle of the torture of the cross, we have this message about sheep and how they go astray. Have you gone astray in this life? You know, we all have. We all have our ups and downs. We all fall down. But if you're, if you're down right now, um, feel dirty right now, uh, Jesus, the good shepherd, he's ready to pick you up, clean you off, and to lead you in paths of righteousness. But what that means is you've got to acknowledge You've got to acknowledge that you've gone astray. That's a first step. And so in this moment, I'm going to give you that opportunity. I want to give you that opportunity to, to stop following the, those bad shepherds and, and follow the good shepherd, follow Jesus. And so if you want to do that, you just simply pray right here, right now. And I am encourage you to just bow your head and pray with me. Just Just uh, repeat these words after me. Say, dear Jesus, I admit that I've gone astray. I admit that I've sinned. I need a shepherd and I need a savior. Please forgive me my sin. Please come into my life and be the shepherd of my heart. And lead me, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, and if you feel like you want to start a new life, I would love to hear about it. And so I would love to find, for you to find a computer or, or just there from your phone, just send me an email. It says, Pastor, at lakepointonline.com Pastor at lakepointonline.com I'd love to hear about your decision and I will be uh, personally reaching out to you and we will get you uh, on the right track and we will get people praying for you but don't let pride stand in the way of that and don't let pride stand in the way of you trying to give on the path of righteousness you cannot do it on your own You and I, we all need a good shepherd. And so I encourage you, live your life following the right shepherd and trusting in the good shepherd. We love you. We'll see you back here next week.